Get your Bible up. Let's get ready to go into the Word. Let's dive in. Get your Bible up nice and high. Your Bible, your iPad, whatever you got. Repeat after me. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can have what it says I can have. And I can be what it says I can be. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, as the teacher is teaching, hide them in a gift that I might experience revelation, impartation, destiny acceleration, and manifestation in my life. In Jesus' name, shout amen. Shout amen again. Turn to Romans chapter 7. Chapter 7, this has been our foundational text for this teaching that we've been in entitled, Me Versus Me. Somebody shout, Me Versus Me. How many know the greatest battle in your life is not you against the devil, it's you versus you? It's you versus you, and you have to understand that the devil can't make you do anything. He can just bait you to mess you up. Amen. Romans 7, let's see what Paul says about it. Paul says, New Living Translation, and I know that nothing good lives in me that is in my sinful nature. I want to do what's right, but I can't. I want to do what's good, but what happens? I don't. I don't want to do what's wrong, but what happens? I do it anyway. How many can, somebody shout, that's me, that's me. You ever know what you're supposed to do, but you do it, you're going to do what you want to do instead? Mm-hmm. said, but if I do what I don't want to do, I'm do I'm, I am not really the one doing wrong. It's sin living in me that does it. I've discovered this principle in life that when I want to do what's right, I inevitably do what is wrong. I love God's law with all my heart, but there's another power within me that is at war with my mind. How many know that's the key? The battle is where? In your mind. This power makes me a slave to the sin that is still within me. Paul, this is the Apostle Paul writing, and he's reinforcing that he recognizes and has discovered this battle on the inside of himself, and he says this battle is to really tempt me to sabotage my own life. This battle is constantly there to influence me to sabotage my life, and that's what the devil's after. The devil is really will let you go to church. He'll try to stop you, but he's not moved by that. What he's moved by is even though you go to church, you still mess up your own life. Amen. Amen. Because he's like, if I can get them to take the bait of what's happening on the inside and go with how they feel, they'll sabotage their life. So let's give you the definition that we gave you a few weeks ago on self-sabotage, and that's simply this. It's the self-destructive decision-making process where a person is being influenced by their what? By their what? Their flesh to make choices that are against their own best interests and well-being. We've been reinforcing that your flesh is not your skin. That's what covers your body. Your flesh is a way of thinking. Here's the technical definition we gave you a couple weeks ago, and that is this. The flesh is a way of thinking that goes against the Word of God and waits for opportunities to influence your perception and your decision-making and persuade you against the will of God. The root of self-sabotage is your thought process. This flesh, this way of thinking that goes against the word of God is the root of self-sabotage. Please hear me. Your unrenewed thinking will never want to do right. Ever. Somebody shout, ever. ever. Tap your neighbor on either side and just go, ever, ever, ever. No, it'll, it'll never want to do right and the Bible is clear. The only way to overcome your unrenewed thinking, let me back up, and I, I'm gonna keep saying this. When you get saved, your thinking doesn't get saved. 
if you were a hoe on Saturday and you got saved on Sunday, how many know your tendencies don't just go away? They go, what we doing this week? <clears throat> because the Bible is clear. Now, that might be raw, but it's real. The Bible is clear. The only way to change how you are is you have to change your thinking. Romans 12, 2, we looked at it before, says be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You have to renew your mind in the Word of God again and again. Just because you hear the Word doesn't mean you're renewed in the Word. You got to take that Word and meditate on it and think about it and how does it apply to me because if you're going to change, your thinking has to change. If you don't change your thinking, you can pray, snot, cry, run. We can put oil on you. We can grease you down like a pig as a luau. We can knock you down on the floor. You can roll and buck and do the worm and do all that stuff. When you get up, you still will think the same. Thinking doesn't change because I lay my hands on you and go, think different in Jesus' name. Nope, you got to do it. Tell your neighbor, you got to do it. Now, with that, this is important because what we're going to deal with today is recovering from self-sabotage. Recovering from self-sabotage because we've been talking a lot about self-sabotage, sabotaging your own life. You got to know that even if you're in this room, even if you're online right now and you have made a mess of your life, you have sabotaged your own life, listen to me, recovery is possible. Somebody shout, recovery is possible. There, there is something wonderful on the other side of your mess. There is something wonderful on the other side of the mess up that you have. Now, go to Luke chapter 15 because we're going to use the, one of the most famous poster childs of self-sabotage today, and that's the prodigal son. The prodigal son. The prodigal son is a poster child for not only self-sabotage, but for recovery from self-sabotage. So Luke 15, starting at verse 11, the Passion Translation says, we're going to read for a minute now. Then Jesus said, once there was a father with two sons. The younger son came to his father and said, Father, don't you think it's time to give me my share of your estate? Now that's a jacked up statement. Because what he's really saying is, you're taking too long to die. I want my inheritance now. Now, depending on the cultural persuasion of this father, How many know if some of you, your child came to say that, you know, that's why you're not getting nothing in the first place. But not this father. The father went ahead and distributed between the two sons their inheritance. Shortly after, the younger son packed up all his stuff and traveled off to see the world. He journeyed to a far off land where he soon wasted all he was given in a binge of extravagant and reckless living. Somebody shout self-sabotage. How many know the devil didn't do that? He did it. So he begged a farmer in that country to hire him. The farmer hired him and sent him out to feed the pigs. Now, please hear me. For a Jewish boy, this was a no-no. No, no. You, they, Jewish people don't even touch pigs, let alone be around them. Right? Watch. He sent out the feed to pigs. Now watch what happens. The son was so famished, he was so hungry, he was willing even to eat the slop given to the pigs because no one would feed him a thing. How many know that's real low when you're not only willing to touch what you know you shouldn't, but eat it? 
Now look at the next word, humiliated. Somebody shout humiliated. humiliated. We're going to come back to that. Humiliated, the son finally realized what he was doing, and he thought, there are many workers at my father's house who have all the food they want with plenty to spare. They lack nothing. Why am I here dying of hunger, feeding these pigs, and eating their slop? I want to go back home. I guess you do. I want to go back home to my father's house. You ever have your kids jump bad? You ever have your kids jump bad? Talking about, you know, when I get out your house, go now. <laughs> but you know that toilet paper you wipe your nasty behind with, it's not free. <laughs> Watch. I've, he says, Father, I'll say to him, Father, I was wrong. I've sinned against you. I'll never again be worthy to be called your son. Please, Father, just treat me like one of your employees. So the young son set off for home. From a long distance away, his father saw him coming. This is a parallel example of how God deals with his children. When you, when you leave God, God stands on the porch of your life waiting for you to come back. His father saw him a long distance. How many know that daddy was out there every day looking for his baby? Saw his father, his father saw him coming dressed as a beggar, and great compassion swelled up in his heart for his son who was returning home. The father raced out to meet him, swept him up in his arms, hugged him dearly. It's a lie to think God is mad because you left. God just sits there waiting for you to come back home. Hugged him dearly, kissed him over and over with tender love. Then the son said, Father, I was wrong. I've sinned against you. I could never deserve to be called your son. Just let me be. The father interrupted and said, Son, you're home now. Turning to his servants, the father said, Quick, bring me the best robe, my very own robe, and I'll place it on his shoulders. Bring me the ring, the seal of sonship, and I'll put it on his finger. And bring out the best shoes you can find for my son. Let's prepare a great feast and celebrate. For my beloved son was once dead, but now he's alive. Once he was lost, but now he's found, and everyone celebrated with overflowing joy. Hear me, you can recover from a self-sabotaging life. Lord have mercy. Now here's the deal. Just like this scripture, all throughout scripture, you see folks having to climb out of self-sabotaging situations. And please hear me. You gotta, you gotta put a stop right now that if you have self-sabotaged your life, stop condemning yourself. Stop beating yourself up because honeydew, baby girl, bro, bro, you're not the first one to do it. Many people have walked in your shoes and you have to know that God has a recovery plan for your life. God's desire is for you to get up. Look at everybody in your row. Say, get up, get up, get up, get up. No, no, God wants to get you back on track. Now, there's a lot of scriptures, a lot of them that reinforce that recovery from self-sabotage is not only possible, but it's proven. Somebody shout, it's proven. But here's the deal. You have to depend on God's recovery plan, not your own. Amen. Not your own. How many know your own is pain-free? But how many know sometimes God allows stuff to hit you so you learn a lesson? Now, let's look at some scriptures on this about, you know, if scripture reinforces. First John chapter 1, go there quickly. First John chapter 1, verse 8, the Passion Translation says this. If we boast that we have no sin, we are only fooling ourselves and are strangers to the truth. 
But if we freely admit our sins, when his light uncovers them, he will be faithful to forgive us every time. Somebody shout, recovery. It goes on to say, God is just to forgive us our sins because of Christ, and he will continue to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we claim we're not guilty of sin, when God uncovers it with his light, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. Go to Psalms 32. Psalms 32, verse 5, the New Living Translation says this, Finally, I confessed all my sins to you and stopped trying to hide my guilt. I said to myself, I will confess my rebellion to the Lord. And what did God do? And you forgave me. Somebody shout recovery. You forgave me. All my guilt is gone. Please hear me. God wipes your slate clean. Now, how many have heard that before? Right? But I need you to walk through it. He wipes your slate clean. He wipes all of it clean. No, you have a slate of stuff you haven't written yet. <laughs> no, you have stuff, trifling, jacked up stuff you're going to do six months from now, a year from now. Come on, 18 months from now, you don't even right now know you're going to do it. But God is omnipresent. God's in your past, your present, and your future. And watch, God wipes your slate clean in advance. Stuff he knows you're going to do that you don't know you're going to do, he wipes it clean. So watch, watch. I need you, you're not going to like this. Some of you are not going to like this. When you mess up, God does not want you to feel guilty. So, see, y'all quiet on that. What? No, no. The reason that doesn't mix well with you is because some of you came out of churches like me that were taught that when you mess up, the Holy Spirit convicts you of your sin. Yeah. Well, okay, that statement sounds spiritual, but it's not scriptural. Let's walk it through. Romans 8, 1 says, Therefore now is no condemnation, guilt, or shame to them that are in Christ Jesus. So if the Holy Spirit made convict means guilty. If the Holy Spirit made me to feel guilty, it goes against the word of God because I'm not guilty. Even though I'm wrong, I'm not guilty because God took all my guilt, all my shame away. All of your sin, past, present, and future, Jesus took it all away. And watch, John 15 says the Holy Spirit convicts the unbeliever of sin but convinces the believer of their righteousness. So even when you are messed up, jacked up, trifling, the Holy Spirit never wants you to feel guilty. He wants to convince you you're better than that. When you're in your mess, how many have heard the Holy Spirit talk to you while you're in your mess? Holy Spirit will go, you're better than that. You're better than that. Get up. Come on. You're better than that. The Holy Spirit will never go, you're wrong with your dirty, trifling, jacked up self. You're wrong. He'll ne God is not this bully that sits in a cosmic place that's trying to beat you up. He sent his spirit to walk with you. And when you mess up, he says, come on, daughter. Come on, son. Get up. And you're like, oh, God, I'm so sorry. He's like, I paid for that already. I paid for that. God, I, I paid for that already. Here's the receipt. I died for every sin you would ever commit. So get up, learn from it, and let's keep going. Amen. Psalms 51. Go there real quick. Psalms 51. Psalms 51, verse 7. Watch this. Psalms 51, verse 7. The New Living Translation says this. This is David. David was gangster real. 
David would do stuff and go, I messed up. No. <laughs> David hid something one time, the rest of it. David would tell God, I want you to take my enemies, cut their head off. David was, watch, watch. So David, this is when David messed up. Watch what David says. He says, Psalms 51, starting verse 7, Purify me from my sins, and I'll be clean. Wash me, and I'll be whiter than snow. Oh, give me back my joy again. That's a word for somebody in this room. You got to get your joy back. You got to get your joy. Okay, you self-sabotage, but there's a better day. There's a better, come on, we do Kurt Franken. Brighter day, brighter day, brighter day. Come on, there's a brighter day on the other side. You got to, you, watch, you got to get your joy back right now so you can pick yourself up and start walking. Give me my, back my joy again. You've broken me. Now let me rejoice. Watch what David says to God. Don't keep looking at my sin. <laughs> Remove the stain of my guilt. Create in me a clean heart, oh God. Renew a loyal spirit within me. Look at his main concern here. Don't banish me from your presence. And don't take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and make me willing to obey you. Then I will teach your ways to rebels and they will return to you. Amen. Now hear me, God is no respecter of persons. What you see him doing for David, he'll do for anybody in principle. Oh God, no, no, no. God, I need you to get this. No, hear me, God wants you to recover so he can use your testimony to inspire others that recovery is possible. No, no, man, hear me. Who was in church last week? Who was here last week? Okay, so I got real transparent last week. Did y'all, yes? I got real, and some of you were sitting there like, oh my God. You were, some of you were like, oh my God, like you never did anything. Oh my God. And watch, watch. And I was, I was sharing, hear me, and I'm, the reason I did it, I'm paying a debt I can never repay. When I, when I was 18 or 19 years old and I was in my mother's basement, man, I was crying out to God. I'm like, God, I'm trying to do right. I'm trying. It's not working. I'm trying. And I cried and I said, God, if you ever help me get out of this, I will share it with everybody. I will share and tell everybody. Some believers make the mistake that what you've come out of, you don't want nobody to know. But hear me, you got to understand, my freedom has nothing to do with your approval. He who the Son has set free is free indeed. I'm, I'm free because when I look at what God has done with my life and how far he's brought me from, I can't keep it to myself. I got to tell other people, look at what God I used to have anxiety, but now I got peace. I used to be depressed, but now I got joy. I used to be out of my mind, but now I think clearly. But don't hear me. Some of you criticize people too much when they're expressive and they got their hands up and they're clapping and they're jumping or they're running. And you're like, it don't take all that. But you weren't there when God found them. You weren't there when God delivered them. You weren't there when God restored them. You don't know my story, so don't criticize me when I give him glory because you don't understand what he brought me out of. Okay, 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 okay. Who, who, Jesus? No, 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 man. You can't, you, you can't make me doubt him. I know way. No, not what I heard, what I know. 
No, no, he is a way maker because I've needed him to be a way out of no way. He's a deliverer. He's a healer. He's a sustainer. He, he's my everything, my lily of the valley, my bright and morning star. He's my um, um good, my do me right. He orders my steps. He preserves me. He keeps me. He watches over me. He defends me. He picks me up when I'm down. He done brought me too far to be quiet, man. I need a chest bump. Somebody chest bump, chest bump me. Now, uh, no, you gonna get fired up because your team scores a touchdown. I go, yeah, but Jesus scored the ultimate touchdown. Okay, 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 okay. Watch now. What I want us to hit real quick is some self-sabotage recovery lessons from the prodigal son. Self-sabotage recovery lessons because what we're going to help you do real quick is understand a plan of action to help you recover from self-inflicted situations. Because <laughs> again, God wants you to recover more than you want to recover. Because he wants other people to see that you can recover no matter what you've gone through. So number one, let's look at these real quick. Number one, the prodigal son, we read this in the text. I'm going to bring them some things out. He came to himself. Somebody shout, he came to himself. Look what's up on the screen. He was honest with himself about his fallen state and realized the error of his poor rebellious choice. He made the choice to leave too soon. Now, I need you to get something because it says he came to himself, but the question is when? In the text, it says, after he had been humiliated. God will wait to move till you get humiliated. Because humiliation is a good teacher. See, yes, God has you covered even when you mess up, but like we said last week, God will let the consequences still hit you because the consequences of life is a great teacher. Amen and amen. And watch, watch. He turned around and he came to himself and he said, I've messed up. I wronged my father and I need to go make it right. Now I need you to get this. You might not like it, but it's true. We can tell when you are really maturing, when you start owning up to what you did. You go from blaming others to go, no, 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 no. And see, watch, I can always tell when folks are not focused on themselves because they want to point out everybody else's flaws. You don't know what he did. You don't know what she said. You don't know this. But how many know what part did you do? <laughs> so he stopped blaming others and he owned up to it. He came to himself. Number two, he said to himself, he said to himself, he had a conversation with himself and expressed his conviction to repent and change. He turned around, man, and he's talking to himself. I need to go home. I need to go home and make this right. Listen to me. Every now and then, you have to have a conversation with yourself about yourself. No, you got to look in the mirror and go, what are you doing? What? Come on, you got, who know what I'm talking about? You got to, you got to, because you know you better than anybody else. You got to have this conversation with yourself about yourself. And get this, catch this, get real with where you are and where you need to change. You can't change if you don't know where you are. Amen and amen. So number one, he came to himself. Number two, he said to himself. Number three, get this, he settled himself. Who, what did he do? 
All right, get what's on the screen. He was realistic and understood the possible discomfort of the recovery process, and he was willing to persevere through it because he understood it was necessary. Now, I want you to get this because he understood where he was that there's a chance nobody would take him back. He understood that I could go back and they don't receive me. (laughs) Because everybody, when you make a decision to change, a lot of folks are not jumping up and down at your decision. Y'all making me work too hard. No, no, no. And here's why. Because you got to realize some folks have been with you for a while and you've been saying what you're going to do. You've been, y'all being fake on this side. Okay, no, you, you've been saying what you're going to do. I'm going to change. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And watch and never do it. And so some folks may not even believe that you're serious. They, they may not even, they're not excited. Here you are, you're excited because you I'm going to change. And they go, yeah, whatever. Watch, they're quick to go. I've seen this before. Now, I know past life and different things we've gone through, man, and things I needed to change. I don't know if I got real husbands in here or not, but, you know, I, I, I do something to, you know, I don't, I don't do what I'm supposed to do or whatever, Pastor Aisha, and now, you know, now you know you're in trouble. So you, you just, you're listening because you just want to get out of trouble. Yeah. And she's like, tell me what you're going to do. So you just start, come on, I'm going to do this, I'm gonna, but you're not thinking about the application of what you said. And then after a while, you start it for a week or a month, and then it goes away and die. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And after a while, then Pastor Asher will go, talk is cheap. I just want you to do it. Who knows what I'm talking about? Just just want you to do it. So watch, watch. When you're really serious about changing, hear me. There's bound to be people around you that aren't excited about your decision because they don't think you're serious. But get this, you can't allow others to discourage you from moving. Amen and amen. And then get this real quick. Number four, he presented himself. He did more than just think about recovering. He followed through concerning his repentance with a face-to-face meeting with his father. Watch, he turns around, and if you went in the text, if you go back, he says, I need to go home. I need to do this. And when he's done talking, it says, and he got up and went. There has to come a time you go from talking it to doing it. No, no, there has to come a time you do like Nike, just do it. And you get up and go do it. Talk is cheap. Now, please hear me. When you're talking about changing or making something right, your flesh is not going to want to. Going to ask somebody to forgive you for what? For what? Going to confront somebody? Going to tell somebody you forgave them? going to turn around and get real and go, I messed up, hear me. Your flesh doesn't want to, but you, you have to do it. Now, somebody ask me why. why? Somebody ask me why. why? Because, watch, nothing supernatural happens till you take a step. No, no, people want God to jump in. Y'all should talk to Asata. Asata's testimony is phenomenal. Asata back there, his testimony, I'm not telling his business. No, no, he can attest. See, watch, when when the enemy will try to fight you from taking a step because when you take a step, the supernatural shows up. No, no, 
the supernatural will orchestrate things happening in front of you just because you take a step. But nothing will happen just while you're talking. You got to go from talking to take a step. And I don't care if people are discouraging you. I don't care if people are laughing at you. I don't care if people are telling you what you can't do. You said this before. But after a while, when something gets in my heart, when something is down here, and what? I know I didn't do it before. I know I didn't come through before. I know I said I was going to do it. But something's different because what? I'm not looking at other people. I'm looking at me. I'm looking at me in the mirror, and I want to change. And just because you don't think I can change doesn't mean I can't change. But baby girl, you got to take a step. Some of you in this room right now, you are imprisoned in your mind because of unforgiveness. Because somebody hurt you. Somebody beat the snot out of you. Somebody did you wrong and you're walking around with it. And every time you even think about trying to get free, you beat yourself back down. But you are in bondage and the person that hurt you is not worth your imprisonment. You got to turn around and take a step. If you'll take a step, heaven will take a step towards you. Can I give y'all, let me give, call the roll on this. Now, it's not going to come up on the screen. Let me just call the roll on this. Nothing supernatural with the Red Sea happened until Moses took a... Nothing supernatural with the walls of Jericho until the people of Israel took a... Nothing supernatural with Goliath being taken out until David took a... Nothing supernatural with the meal barrel and oil cruise until the widow woman took a... Nothing supernatural with the fire from heaven on Mount Carmel till Elijah took up. Nothing supernatural with the enemies of Jehoshaphat and children of Israel till they took up. Nothing supernatural with the crippled man's recovery off his bed until he up. Nothing supernatural with the fish and loaves of feeding the multitudes until Jesus took up. Nothing supernatural with the tomb of Lazarus and him coming out till Mary took up. Nothing supernatural happens till you take a step. But listen to me. When you take a faith step, we don't walk by sight. We walk by faith. So the person that hurt me, the person that did me wrong, I'm not looking at them. I'm looking at what God said behind them. And if you will just take a step, the supernatural steps towards you, heaven backs you up. If you'll just take a step, and even if you don't think you can, do it without looking. Just take a step, and heaven steps into your situation, starts shifting stuff around, and God does what your eyes haven't seen, your ears haven't heard, has an evidence in your mind, and next thing you know, baby doll, you're free. No. No, no, I heard the Holy Ghost. I didn't do something. No, you, you don't understand. You carrying it around. This is for somebody. You carrying it around. You carrying it around. Watch, watch. You, you taking it in the church. I need you to make room. No, because don't, you don't leave it at the door. It sits up in there with you. And some of you trying to shout, preach, bishop, ah, preach, preach, bishop, preach. Ah, that was good. Did you hear what he said? Ah, preach, watch, watch. You worship. You worship it like this. And then you go back to your car with it. You go back home with it. And watch, watch, watch. You, the way y'all are looking at me, you look real awkward with it. But to you, watch. Ooh, I heard this is for somebody. I got to watch. The thought of you being separated from it scares you. Because this has become your dependency. You're more comfortable in prison than you are free. 
But God says it's time for you to get free. God says, watch, watch. Come here, Chaz. Watch. God says, I'm not just your God. He says, cast your care upon me. Get rid of it so you can be free. You can be delivered. You can be set free. And then you can punch the devil in the face because you see somebody else carrying it and you share your testimony. Hey, that was me. I was you. And I want you to know the same God that set me free can set you free and you can help them get free from what has been holding. God, thank you, Jesus. Oh, I just heard something else. Watch. I'm, I, you were never meant to carry a burden. You were meant to let the anointing be burden breakers from you to somebody else. Sit down, but you got to take a step. I got more of these. I'm out of time. I got more, more revelation from the prodigal son that I'll show you on Wednesday night. Who was this for? Like for real, for real today. I didn't do that in the last service. Who needed to see that illustration I just did? Because I didn't do it. That's for some people in this room. I remember, man, when I did, my father, I didn't forgive my father. Both of them, I'm carrying it around. I'm carrying it around. I'm angry. I'm upset. I'm mad. And I thought I was supposed to be that way. And I remember, man, when I took a step to go confront my stepfather. And I took a step. My stepfather, who was very, very, he was angry. He was upset. He was very, very in denial. When I took a step to go talk to him, in spite of my fears, that man listened to me. He had never done that before. And then said, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. But watch, it didn't matter whether he said I'm sorry or not. I didn't go there for him. I went there for me. And I left that day with my freedom. I was free. And I'm on a mission to help other people get free. Because watch, once you get free, I'll never go back into bondage. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Okay. I got to close, man. Oh, I told the last service, I need y'all at some point to give me like two hours to teach. Who would give me like two hours to teach? Wave at me. Some of you line, you're like, are you streaming? I'll give you two hours while you stream. Because I got so much in me to give you. All right, let's go. Heads about. We got to go. We got to go. Heads about. Lord have mercy. I feel God in this room. Jesus. Lord have mercy. Heads about. Minister Terry already did the altar card communion, and so maybe you got born again or rededicated your life there, but then maybe you came in after communion. Maybe you came online after communion, and you're not born again. What do you mean? You've never received Jesus' free gifts of salvation and righteousness, ever. You've never. You come to church, but you've never done it. Maybe this is your first time in church, and you didn't know that God loves you so much. He sent his only son to die for you, to take your place, to take your sin, and to give you his righteousness. And so today, we want to pray a prayer for anybody that's like that, that says, man, I want, I want to get saved today. Or maybe you're a backslider. You were living for God, but you walked away. You got hurt by a person someplace, somewhere, somehow, whatever, and you walked away from God, and you don't know how to get back. You get back the same way you left. You just come back. You made a decision to leave, make a decision to come back. And if that's you, we want to pray for you today as well. A big question I want to ask everybody in this room and those online is if, your last day on this planet was today. In the next hour or two, your life was going to end. And if it did, today, in the next two hours, are you 100% sure you're ready to meet God face to face? 
If you're not sure, if you couldn't unequivocally go, yes, I am, because I'm born again, you need to give your heart to Jesus right now so you can be 100% sure. So I'm going to pray a prayer. And if that's you, you want to get saved today or you want to rededicate your life today, man, you want to be included in this prayer. You're like, Bishop, if you're going to pray that prayer, include me because I want to get saved. Include me because I want to rededicate my life. If that's you and you want to be included in this prayer right now, hold your hand up right now. Hold it up high. I see your hand going up. 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 Y'all should clap like real loud, man. That's great. You can put your hands down. I'm going to pray that prayer. If you lifted your hand, man, I want you to repeat after us. Who's us? Me and the posse of victory. We're all going to say the same prayer that you, you're saying. We've all said it ourselves. And we're going to say it right now. Whether you're getting saved, you're rededicating your life, man. We're going to do that online. If you want to be including this prayer, put it in the chat. But more importantly, you repeat after us. Say this. Say, Dear Jesus, today I give you my life and I receive your free gifts of salvation and righteousness. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for me, shedding your blood for me, going to hell for me, rising again, all for me. Today, of my own free will, I receive you. And I thank you for this opportunity. In Jesus' name. Somebody shout amen. That's awesome. Now, the other thing is this. If you're here, man, and you want to join this church, we would love for you to join this church. I don't care where you are, where you're from. I don't care what issues you have. This is the Victory in Christ Issue Church. We all got issues. And uh, we would love for you to join. Pastor Aisha and I would be honored to be your pastors. And so if you're here today and you want to join, or maybe you're here and you're like, hey, I think I want to join, but I want to get questions answered, we'd love for you to do that. But I want to know who I'm talking to. So that's you. You want to join today, or you want to get questions answered to help you make a decision about joining, hold your hand up. Hold your hand up high so I can give you instructions. I see your hand. That's what's up. That's what's up. I see your hand. That's what's up. Very good. Very good. Very good. Very good. Awesome. Awesome. I see your hand. That's very good. All right. Here's what I need real quick. What I need is if you got saved, rededicated today, or you said, hey, I want to join the church, or I want to get questions answered, join the church, I need you to gather all your stuff and come up here with me real quick, please, so I can give you instruction. Would you do that? Would you? Thank you for being the first one to get up. Thank you. I need you real quick. Would you come down? Thank you, thank you. Thank you for getting up. Come on, help them, help them. Thank you, thank you. That's what's up. High five me, that's what's up. You can stay here and face me. That's what's up. Very good, that's what's up. All right, anybody else, if you're coming, come on. Come on if you're coming. Real quick. All right, now. That's what's up. All right, that's what's up. Come on. That's what's up. Very good. Very good. That's what's up. What's up, man? What's up? All right, they're clap. They're still coming. Let's clap. That's good. Awesome. Very good. Awesome. Very good. You helped her come down. That's what I'm talking about. Good job. Very good. Now here's here. Listen, just what she did, what this daughter house did. I need. I need sometimes people are like I'm not coming down in front of all those people, and I'm mean, just saying, hey, I'll go down with you when we come down. Sometimes it makes a difference. They go, no, I'm good. Leave them alone. That's fine. But if they go, hey, I'll come down. That's I'm good. Cause some people just it's a lot. How many know it's a lot of us? We run deep. It's a lot of us. Okay, you can face me. You can face me. Now, whatever decision you made today, thank you for letting us be part of your decision. Thank y'all so very much. We so appreciate that. Now, 
what we want to do is we just want to spend a few minutes in fellowship with you and talk with you about your decision. So I'm going to dismiss service. We want to have you guys escorted out first. So see those people behind you that are waving over there? See how they're looking all nice? They really are nice. They're going to take you into the reception where, we, where we're going to wind up. We're going to close service. And we're going to come and just fellowship with you for a few minutes if you can wait. I don't want you to be in bondage if you can wait. So could y'all follow them? Could y'all make some noise for them as they go? That's what's up. Awesome sauce. Awesome, awesome sauce. All right, somebody shout, it's tithes and offering time. Now, if and only if you love giving to God, make some noise. Here at this church, if you don't know, this is a tithing church. We totally embrace giving God the first tenth of any increase. It hits our hand. Paycheck, find money. Somebody gives us money. God gets the first tenth. It's his. Tell your neighbor it's his. It's his, it's not mine. Then we take the 90%, handle all of our responsibilities and put money where? Put something in savings. What's left over is called your? Your excess. And that is what you give offerings out of as the Holy Spirit leads you to do so. Now, listen to me carefully. If you're here and Victory is not your church home, you have a church, you hung out with us today, and you're like, man, I got a paycheck or somebody gave me some, hooked me up with some money, so I'm going to pay my tithe here. Please don't do that. Your tithe should go to your home church, not this church or any other church, but to your home church. Sow an offering. If you want to do that, great, but don't give us another church's tithe. Now, if you're here, you don't have a church home. You're looking for one, but you don't have one, and you want to pay your tithe here. By all means, you can as long as you don't have a church home. Now, how do you give, in case you don't know, several ways to do that that'll come up on the screen? Number one, you can always go to our website. You can give that way. Number two, for those watching, the address is up on the screen. You can mail something in, or if you want to come up here, some people want to just do that because they're close. There's a drop box outside the executive wing while we're on that point. We know most people give electronically, but some people just prefer to give cash or check, and we want to honor that. But we don't want you to give it loosely. We want to put an envelope in your hand. So if you need an envelope for your giving today, hold your hand up, please, nice and high, and the ushers will come and serve you. Now, we have the greatest ushers on the planet, so can y'all make noise for them? They are awesome. Just keep your hand up. The ushers will get to you, I promise you. Now, for those that are getting an envelope, please make a mental note. We don't pass offering buckets, so the way you turn your envelope in is on the way out, there's two bins on the back wall. If you'll drop your envelope in that bin, it'll get to where it needs to get to. Another way to give is the mobile app. If you'll text VICCC space app to 77977, you can give that way. You can also text the give by texting VICCC to 77977. Lastly, if you have an equip account, you can give that way. All right, when you're ready to give, hold up whatever you're giving with. Now, if you're giving electronically, hold that up. If you have an envelope that you're done filling out, if not, take your time, hold that up. If you have nothing to give, hold your hand up with everybody else. Nobody left behind. Online, I need you to hold something up. Wave it before the Lord. Speak to your seed. Say, seed, I know you can hear me. Everything has ears. I'm talking to you. Go now. Get in the ground. Increase. Multiply. And harvest. I'm calling in to the kingdom of God and my citizen hand. In Jesus' name, shout amen. amen. Shout amen again. Amen. All right, stand to your feet, but I need you to listen. Nobody moving. Listen, if you need prayer, prayer's up here to my left, your right. If you got saved or rededicated, but you didn't want to get up in front of people, no worries. We want you to go down this hallway, go to the reception so we can meet you. Also, partnership class, the only class to join this church is today in the next 15 minutes. So if we got some finger foods for you, if your Elder Michelle, what are they doing if they're here for partnership? They can just sit for a minute? 
and then they'll be directed outside. So if you want to, if you're going to be here for partnership, if you didn't know, and you're like, well, I want to join it, you can do it today. It's with Pastor Aisha and I. So if you're here for partnership, you can just be, when, we're, when we close out, be seated. They're preparing snacks for you. You can go get some finger food before we start. All right, if you're a first-time visitor, please make your way down to the multi-purpose room because we'd love to meet you. Look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor, neighbor. I got to go. But I want you to know something. Carrying that table he was talking about, that is not God's best for your life. Be free in Jesus' name. Give them a hug, a high five, whatever you want. God bless you. We'll see you Wednesday night. We'll pick it up then. If you're staying for partnership class, we'll talk in a few minutes. Be blessed online. Be blessed. hot cocoa, and a dope fireside chat. That's what's going down for the October Sunday Dinner Bonfire. Sunday, October 15th, 2023, from 5 to 7 p.m., high school youth can hang out by the fire for fun, interesting conversations, and chill vibes. High schoolers must register to receive location details. Parents, register your high school student now at victoryinchrist.cc events. Registration closes on October 6th. See you Sunday at Sunday dinner. Every good and perfect gift comes from above, including the children in our lives. Every single child is precious to God and a blessing in countless ways. So we are excited to dedicate your child to the Lord. Victory partners and friends, we hope you'll join us for our baby dedication on Sunday, October 15th, immediately after our 11.30 a.m. worship service. To register your child for the baby dedication, go to victoryinchrist.cc and our partner care team will reach out to you. Mic check, one, two. Ladies, who's ready to sing? Back by popular demand, Women of Victory. Join us for our karaoke tunes, lip sync battles, and a whole lot of fun on Friday, October 13th at 7 p.m. Our ladies' night out will be live at Victory. Come out and take the stage sing along, dress up as your favorite music artist, or feel free to just dance in your seat. Just don't miss a beat. We have prizes, but seating is limited. So register at victoryinchrist.cc slash events. Attention all thrill-seeking, adrenaline-pumping, action-loving men. Get ready for an epic day of intense paintball action that will test your skills, teamwork, and competitive spirit. Join us on Saturday, October 14th from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. at Pinnacle Paintball. Admission is $50 per person. Register at victoryinchrist.cc slash events. Victory! We're celebrating Hispanic Heritage Month all month long. The purpose of Hispanic Heritage Month is to celebrate and unify Latin American countries and cultures. Join us as we bring the familia together to celebrate Hispanic heritage for our Fiesta de Familia on October 15th after each service. Come by and learn some Hispanic traditional dances, taste the delicacies of Latino cuisine, and learn what makes us all familia. 
Ever wonder why you have certain gifts and abilities? The Discover and Connect workshop will begin your journey to a greater understanding of how God specially created you and how you can apply your personality, spiritual gifts, abilities, and experiences here at Victory and in every area of your life. Join us in person Saturday, October 14th, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. to discover how God wants to use you to expand His kingdom. Help us to prepare for your Discover and Connect experience by registering via victoryinchrist.tv. For more information on any of these events, feel free to look at your bulletin or check us out on our website at www.victoryinchrist.cc. Be blessed by the remainder of the service.